Well, Happy New Year, Eastridge. It's so good to see you all here. Thank you so much for being with us uh, and celebrating this, this part of this new year with us. Uh, 2023 is going to be amazing. And uh, since you're already here, it's off to a great start. So thank you so much for being here. Uh, I'm Pastor Justin. I'm, I'm not Pastor Tom. We get confused a lot of times. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, we both have, we both have so, so many great qualities that we share together that it's, it's very easy to confuse us. So it's, uh, it's understandable. Um, my, like I said, my name is Pastor Justin. I'm the associate pastor here, and um, and today uh, we have a one-off message ser- series uh, message that we're going to do today, and uh, it's mostly because um, today is a day that a lot of people like to start something new. Um, you've probably heard of your New Year's resolutions, right? Where you try and Think of something new that you want to start. Uh, you want to try and start something new or end something, get something going, uh, improve your life in some way. But the reason why we did one service is it sounded really cool to do one service on one one. Uh, we'll get to do this again uh, in a couple of years. And we honestly just have uh, a small amount of volunteer load, so if you can help us out any time in the next six years or so, we would love to recruit you in that sense. Uh, and also, we uh, we you know just the reality of the holiday and people are are gone and traveling and coming back and things like that. So you know we just, we wanted to celebrate just together and do one service together. And this is kind of amazing that we get to do this. Uh, and it's uh, it, we have the facility to do it, we have the ability to do it, and we want to do this more often. So. Um, if you if you like ha- seeing all these people here and you haven't seen them in a while, let us know. We, we'd love to we'd love to do this again if, if possible. So today we're talking a little bit about the plans that we have established in our hearts and our minds, the dreams that we have, and what we can do to um, make them f- redeemable for God. How can we change our lives for for God? And we all make these plans. We all have these plans. We all start with these plans. We all have plans that we start from, that we start having when we're very young. We start thinking of what we want to be. You know, we, we think of all the, all the uh, costumes that kids dress up as for Halloween and what they want to be. Jude decided to, he wanted to be a, a police officer this year, and that's what he wants to be. Last year he was Batman, and he wanted to be Batman when he grew up, but he couldn't do that. Uh, so he realized, okay, I need a real job. And, uh, and this, this is a real job that you can actually do. So we have dreams of becoming these people. Uh, we had dreams of, of what we want our lives to look like. And it starts, you know, very young. But, you know, when you are in college, maybe even high school a little bit, you kind of realize that you have these things that you actually really want to do, these, these accomplishments that you want to have. So you start looking into schools, or you start looking into careers, you start looking into uh, the job that you want to do when you are done with your education. Uh, and that's, that can even start in high school when you do maybe internships, or just trying to figure things out. I know that for me, uh, the main reason I started looking into any college at all was because of being involved with ministry. I was like, I know that uh, that ministry is where I want to go into, so I guess I need to be educated for that. So I was involved with a with a youth group uh, or a, a, a group called Young Life when I was growing up, and it was an it's an amazing group. And they uh, they have a, a different programs that they have uh, with internships throughout the country, and 
I was just like, okay, where, where, what should I do? What should I start looking into? And then started my journey on looking into going to college. And uh, things changed for me, uh, and plans change. So my plans changed, and I decided that I wanted to pursue a journalism career at Eau Claire, where, you know, plans change. I didn't know if I was going to meet my wife there or not. I actually did. And then we got married. Uh, we got married in this church here. I got recruited to come up to this church and work here and, uh, and go to seminary through that. And I was, Sarah and I were both on a trajectory uh, for our jobs that were, was going to be very successful, I'd say. And we decided to stop and listen to God. We decided to stop and trust God and saying, okay, we know this might not have been our original plan, but you know what? We're going to stop. We're going to listen to God. We're going to listen to see what he has to say so that we know that we are trusting him over our own plans that we have set in our hearts, that we're trusting him over our own plans that we have uh, established a long time ago. It wasn't exactly in our plan. And so some of you might be in that same boat where you had all these plans, you wrote them down. Maybe you have one of those dream boards at home or in, in, uh, at your workplace. And you're like, this is what I want to accomplish. This is what I want to see done. I want to, I want to be at this point in my life so that I can establish all of these things and, and move on further. And those are, those are good plans. I, I'm sure you have a lot of, uh, like, uh, like Shannon said this morning, a lot of intentionality with those plans. And there's nothing wrong with making plans like that. It's, it's good to, to make those plans for your life. You know, uh, one of the uh, really important ideas that we kind of share with, uh, with our, our, our congregation here and in our own family is, you know, like financial planning and uh, getting out of debt. So like through Dave Ramsey classes and different things that we can find. That's, those, those plans and those planning is, is a really good thing to do to redeem to God so that he can do great and amazing things with your finances. And so we can do the same thing with, uh, with our life, through our kids, through our families, through our, our jobs. We can do the same thing with our health. We, we, know, we all know that the gyms are going to be packed tomorrow, right? So if you try going to Anytime Fitness or the Y or anything like that, you know they're going to be packed. People are going to be, there's going to be a line out the door for people to sign up. And then February 1st, it's going to be empty. So I only know that because of experience. So I don't have the figure of a 130-pound man because of this. So that's not even close. Um, so what are, what are some of your plans? Think of, think, of the, think of some of those plans that you have, okay? Think of some of those plans that you have and what, is, um, what was your dream job? What, was, what are some of the plans that you have for your life? Maybe some of those plans and maybe some of those ideas that you have for your life, you want to start today. How many, how many of us want to do great and wonderful things but fail in the first few weeks we all do. I know I do. We have these plans, but what does, what does God say about these plans? What does God say about these plans that we establish, that we make, that we do? We're going to be in two books of the Bible today. One is in the Old Testament. It's Proverbs 16. This is from the book of wisdom, okay? So it's Proverbs 16, starting in verse 3. It says, Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. Now that means 
that your, your work, the things that you do, your work ethic maybe, if you commit those to God and you say, God, I'm going to use my work and what I do and, and the things that I plan out, I'm going to commit them to you and furthering your kingdom. I want my, what I do to, be, uh, to bring you glory. I want what I do to be for, used for your kingdom. And God's going to establish those plans. He's going to establish those plans for you. Not your plans. God's going to establish them. God's telling you to work, and God's going to establish how you do that work, how you get to those goals that, that, are, that are in front of you. God will show you what those are. That's a promise in the Bible. Commit your work to the Lord, and your plans will be established. We're going to skip to verse 9, where it says, The heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. So we can try and try and try and try and try to plan all of these things that we need to do and want to do for the kingdom of God and for, for, uh, for, our own, uh, for our own sake. We can try and we can try and we can try, but it's, the, it is, it's our way. It ends up being our way. But the Lord establishes his steps. God is going to give you the steps to get there. And what we have to do more than anything else, which is very difficult, we could preach on this every single week, is trust in him with that faith. Trust in Jesus, trust in God, trust in the Holy Spirit that he is going to give us those steps, that he is going to show us that way. I, I'll relate it to my own life as well, that, that when, uh, when we got the call from Pastor Tom to come up here and do, uh, do ministry and stop you know, your jobs, Find, uh, find a house, find some place to live, uh, and come up here and, and do your work, that that was, that was a really strong test of faith. Where we knew that we were going to work for God, we, we were going to work for God, we were going to commit our work to Him, and He was going to establish those steps. So many things happened that I call miracles that allow that to be a testament of the faith. We found housing, housing uh, at a very affordable uh, rate and with the help of lots of family. Uh, we, had, we, found, we found jobs right away. Uh, we, were, we were just established, and that was God planning those things out. He was establishing those, those steps. He was establishing those plans. It wasn't our working it was our trusting in God. It was our putting our faith in God that he was going to help us out. And so we did that. But how, how do you do that exactly? How do you put your faith in that much uh, plans? How, how do you put your faith in the plans that you don't even know what, what's going to happen? So follow along with me back in, uh, go forward to Luke chapter 14. Luke is in the uh, New Testament. And we're going to start in verse 25. And this is a, a little bit of a longer passage, but follow along with me. 14.25, it starts with this. Now great crowds accompanied him, that's Jesus, and he turned and said to them, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and his wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost, whether he has enough to complete it? Otherwise, when he has laid a foundation and is not able to finish, all who see it begin to mock him, saying, This man began to build and was not able to finish. 
Or what king going to encounter another king in war will not sit down first and deliberate, deliberate whether he is able with 10,000 to meet him who comes against him with 20,000? And if not, while the other is yet a great way off, he sends a delegation as for terms of peace. What Jesus is saying here is, is the cost to trusting in Jesus to trusting in God and trusting in the Holy Spirit comes at a great comes at a great cost. There's a lot of sacrifice that goes into it. Following Jesus is not the easiest thing to do. Following Jesus is not the easiest thing to do, especially if, if you're a, a new Christian, if you're a young Christian, um, if you're or if you're an established old Christian. It, it there's challenges that come up. There are worldly things that come at you and say. No, take your mind off of Jesus and start focusing on something else. Focus on that new car. Focus on that new job. Focus on that new house. Focus on that new boat. Focus on that new relationship. Focus on that new thing that you just got. And when we lose that focus, we're saying, I want that thing way more than I want to follow Jesus. I want that thing way more then I would like to follow him and trust him and have him establish my steps. So what do we do? Uh, we have to give up our plans, our goals, our resolutions to God. We have to give them up to him. We have to say, I know that you're, you're, we have to plan things out for ourselves and commit that work to you. And you're going to show us, show us how to do it along the way. We're going to have faith that you're going to do that along the way. And that's not, like I said, that's not always easy. God may be asking you to give up a lot to follow him. That is the cost of discipleship. I'm going to read a verse here that's not going to be on the screen, so I want you to turn your listening ears on. That's what I tell my kids all the time. Turn your listening ears on, okay? And, follow, and just listen to this verse, okay? It's verse 33. So therefore, anyone of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. I'm going to read it one more time. So therefore, anyone of you who does not renounce all that he has cannot be my disciple. That's, that's pretty black and white, I'd say. And it's hard to say, well, what about my blank? You can put any sort of word, any sort of, uh, any sort of thing that you have in your possession in that spot. What about my this? God might ask you to give that up. He might ask you to give up that relationship. He might ask you to give up that job. He might ask you to give up that way of life. He might ask you to give up those things that you hold dear to, your, to yourself and say, instead, I want to follow you. I'm going to commit my work to you. I'm going to commit my, my life to you. I'm going to commit all these things to you, God, and you are going to show me the way to you, to bring you glory. And that is not easy. Like I said, that's not easy. But there are some steps that you can take along the way to become that follower of Jesus, to become that disciple of Jesus. There's some small steps, and, and you're starting the year off right by doing one of them already right now. You're at church. That's good. Come back next week. Come back next week, the following week, and every week after that. Get involved here. 
be involved here. Because when you're involved here, you get to be around the community who is going to encourage you, who's going to help you, who's going to show you that, hey, you know what? I didn't know what my plan was a long time ago, but I trusted God and I got involved and, and, I, and I found that this, this church is going to help me get to that spot that God wants me to get to. Because we're not meant to do it alone. So go to church. That's, that's, that's one thing that you are all doing right now. So you get points you know, for, for coming to church. That's not true, actually. But honestly, if you, if you want to uh, pat yourself on the back about something today, going to church is good. It, it's a good thing to start, especially on the first Sunday of the year. This is good. Look around this room and say, I'll see you next week, okay? That's what I want you to do. Stick around here after the service, and you know, there's not a service after this, so we could stick around as long as we want. You could talk as long as you want around here. It's fine. Stick around. Talk with people. It's good. It's good to do that. Read your Bible. Read this book. Uh, my, uh, my three-year-old Lucy carries around a... Uh, Gideon's Bible, New Testament, all over the place. She doesn't know how to read it, but I think, um, I think it's in the Pirates of the Caribbean where they say you get credit for trying, right? So she gets a little bit of credit for trying, um, but, but it's honestly, and it's amazing to see that she's carrying this thing around. She doesn't know what it is, but it's like, no, that, that, that's a Bible. We, we should all be carrying around this little book or a big book to show that, that we are reading it. We are, we are living in it. This is, this is our bread. This is our life. We need, to, we need to be in it. We need to read it every single day. We need to meditate on it. And when we do that, we get closer to God when he talks to us through that. God talks to us through these scriptures. And if you need a Bible, if you want a Bible, we have them for you. It's good to have these physical pages to touch and to read and to have your fingers go over because God is going to show you his way through this word. He's also going to show you his, the, the steps he has for you through prayer. By praying, you're, by, by you praying, you are talking to God. It is a conversation. One of the greatest lessons that I learned as, uh, as a young Christian, as I was establishing my faith, is that talking to God isn't a, doesn't, doesn't have to be a sit down in one spot in a closed closet and pray. It is a conversation that you're doing all the time. I learned that lesson when I was at a camp and I was, uh, and I was working there for a, a half of a summer and one of the older guys that was there and older now, he's probably my age now, but back then it seemed older. Um, he, he, said, he said, when you're walking to your different spots around camp and you're by yourself, just start talking to God and pray. Just talk to him. He's, gonna, he's, going to, he's going to hear your words. And that, that conversation that you're having back and forth with God is going to feel much more natural as you do it more often. It doesn't have to be a stop and this is my time to pray and this is my only time to pray. It has to be continuous. That's what, it, that's what the Bible says. Pray without ceasing. Don't stop praying. So praying. The other thing you can do is tell other people about your faith. Tell other people about your journey. Tell people about your testimony. How did you get to where you are right now? What is God telling you? What has God told you? And are you telling other people about him? God wants you to tell all the nations about who he is and what he did for you. God wants you to tell 
everyone that you meet about how great he is. And that if you don't realize about uh, how great of sacrifice he had made for you, then it's something you need to preach to yourself every single day. That you were dead in your sins and that, that God said, those people down there, those poor people, they don't deserve to be in a relationship with me, but you know what? I love them so much that I'm going to send my son to go be a uh, baby for a little while. And then a, a human who's going to do great and miraculous things so that they can see how amazing he, that God really is and establish a relationship with him. And then he lived righteously for us and then he died sacrificially for us so that he can take away our sin. So that we don't have to uh, have sin uh, marked us and that we get to go to heaven and we get to do that by having Jesus raised from the dead as well. So that we can bring him glory forever and ever and ever. That we get to do that as well. Remind yourself of that gospel, of that good news every single day and you will not want to, you will, you will want to tell every single person that you know about it. That's how we get closer to Jesus. That's how we follow him. That's how we help, he can help us establish our steps. If we commit to going to church, reading our Bible, praying, and telling other people about who he is, God's going to do great and amazing things for you to bring his kingdom here. And when we all do that, the kingdom of God is already here. When we all do that together, the kingdom of God shows up. We see that when we celebrate different services here, like, like Easter, like Christmas, when we do events here as well. When I hear stories about you helping each other out, when that person over there doesn't know that person over there, but they've been praying for them. When that person right there doesn't know the person that's in another service, but they brought them a meal. When that person over there says, I don't know what's going on, but I know that I can help the church, and by helping the church, I can help those people as well. We do those things when we come together and be that church. But it's not just about, uh, about yourself. Like I said before, you have to get rid of your plans. We're going to uh, sing a song here soon as the worship team comes back up here. And it's about giving up our life. Not just parts of what we, what we are, but everything. It's our sacrifice. It's the dreams that we hold on to. It's our gifts. It's our treasures. Because God's thoughts are higher than ours. Our, his words are deeper than ours. His love is stronger than ours. There is, uh, this is uh, no sacrifice. Here's my life. And we give it up to God. We give it up to Jesus so that he can do great and amazing and miraculous things through us. Will you pray with me this morning? Father God, we know that there are so many things that you have asked us to do to show how great and amazing and how wonderful you are. 
And we have plans, we have ideas, we have dreams that we have set in our own heart. And we want to give that up to you. So that you can be established in this kingdom. Not us, and not our dreams, and not our stuff. But that you, God, receive that glory. That that glory is something that we don't hoard for ourselves, that we don't keep for ourselves and boost ourselves up, but that we give it back to you, that we worship you, that we give, our, give up sacrificially these gifts, these treasures, this life, that it's all for you, Jesus, that our plans go to you and you establish us. It's in your name that we pray. Amen.